morning. Um, first of all, I want to thank uh, the island for inviting me, and particularly Levi Muller. And also, as a disclaimer, Levi said that um, I shouldn't hold back whatever thoughts I have on Chinuch, I should just let it rip. No, no, uh, nothing get held back. So, so uh, in case anything comes out that might be objectionable or problematic, you should know that it has nothing to do with me. It's completely associated to Levy, and uh, I'm off the hook. So, of course, I don't like, uh, as a being a rabbi, I have to associate everything to the parsha. Um, and uh, in this week's parsha, actually, there's a postcard, that uh, Rachel says that uh, Yaakov tells Yosef that I leaving me and I buried Rachel over there. So the problem is that if you look at the parsha, what happens is at the beginning of the parsha, um, Yaakov exacts a shua from Yosef to bury him in in Eretz uh, and, and paid is the end of the parasha, but he offered Romela, and Yosef swears, he offered Romela, sometimes much later, we don't know exactly how much later. Then he brings in, he's becoming old, and he's about to die, so he calls in and he gives, and he splits Yosef into Ephraim and Menashe. And over there it says, Vani, before me pardon the passage I just read. And Rashi says, Vani, before me pardon is. Yaakov excusing himself. He said, what's going on over here? I should have, uh, I should have buried Rachel together with me. Hey, I'm asking you to be buried in a special place. I didn't, I didn't do the same thing with Rachel. So he's giving an excuse to himself why he didn't bury him in that place. Why didn't he why didn't bury Rachel together with him? So he says, because uh, Mesolai Rachel was sudden. Yeah. And Rashi goes on to say, the mama Rachel, she's beyond the way for, for Golis. But he's giving an excuse as to why he's not burying Rachel, together with him, when he himself is asking Yaakov, asking Yosef to be buried in Israel. But the problem is, that's in the wrong parsha. It should have been before Shani. When he got, when he got the sword, he should have excused himself. And now over here, this is much later. He operated Bamele, and now he's talking, he's talking to, uh, uh, to Yosef about Ephraim and Ash becoming Shvatim. And over here, he brings up over there the sword that happened many years before, sometimes before. Like, why is it over here? So, it's like this, you know, there's, if there's a, uh, when we look back at the Imais, we know each one wanted what the other one had and was missing what the other one had. Rachel wanted to be the mama of Klai Yisrael. Hovely bond in Ramai, Mesa, and Noichi. That's what he tells Yaakov. And Yaakov says, But you see, her greatest desire was to, was to have children that she couldn't have. She only had the two women. Eventually, she, she gave a bill and so forth, but, um, but that was her biggest desire. And, La, and, and Leah's desire clearly was to be the cherished wife of her husband. And, and, and every single thing, uh, I'm a hated wife, despised, and, and a honey lover, every single thing, that's, that's, that's constantly consuming her that she should become a cherished wife of, of Yaakov. And it sort of comes to a head by the Dudon. The Dudon is our, uh, like a fertility uh, plant. And Ruben brings it to, uh, to, to Leah. And 
Rachel wants those those plants because for the, for, for their medicinal value, Lachira, and he's and and Leah tells Rachel, Hamaat kachteches ishti. Bad enough, you took my husband, which is a strange blessing. My husband, Rachel gave love. Hamaat kachteches the door In other words, he's saying is all I have is my is my capacity of creating Klai Yisrael, and that and you already have the wife. Now you want to take that also. Anyway, so the deal becomes that yeah. So tonight. Kiltaka say Yaakov will go to you. You'll have that closeness. So you see that that was the whole tension that Leah wanted to be the cherished wife, and Yaakov and Rachel wanted to be the 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 producer of, of the the mother of Klai Yisrael. Each one's will becomes Niskayim because what happens is Leah is buried together with Yaakov and Baruch and she becomes the Mama Rachel in two senses, both in this second parasha. First of all, he, that's what Yaakov points out. She, she, why is she based Because that's where she's going to act as the Mama Rachel. As Yisrael is going to call us, she's going to be davening Rachel Mavachal Abanel. And then on the way back, because because Yisrael is coming back. But she's acting as the Mama Rachel in that role. And that's why in this parasha Gufa, Yosef is split to Ephraim and Menashe because she becomes more of the Mamarach. She gets another shave at Kilo, right? So over here, it, it, that's happening. Well, the the, the Shaykh is, 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 is as follows. Um, very often, we have a Russian to go one way. We have, a, we have an inner Russian to go one way, and it could be in our lifetime, in ourselves, we're not able to make it come to fruition. But what will happen is that and maybe we can make it happen, but our, re- our inner Russian very often will come out in our children. You see, I mean, the, in an extreme way, the Sahara, that the Moses Mendelssohn, you know, there was a little, years ago there was a whole tumble about, I don't know if you remember, uh, the Jewish Observer, somebody wrote an, an article about Joe, Moses Mendelssohn, he wasn't such a bad guy, he was shame of mitzvahs bad, and it wasn't so clear, they even had swore him, that, that there, were, there was some of the used to associate with him. And, but then, but then there was, it became called Tumul, now Mitzvah wrote again. Became, so what, basically what happened was that it's clear that may, if he technically kept the rules, but he, there was something rotten inside of him because Vaharaya, all his kids and all his Talmudim became the, 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 the leaders of the reform movement. And it works both ways. Very often you'll have, you know, you'll see a, 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 a father who's, or parents who are not necessarily as committed, but some, for whatever reason, their, their upbringing and so forth, but... Their heart's in the right place, and you'll see it underspiegled in the kids. That someone, the kids will go in the right direction. And it can be the other way also. You can be people that, in, that are officially in Klai Kodesh or whatever it is, but that's not what the heart is. That's not really what they want to be. And you'll see it in the kids that the kids will go in the wrong direction. So I'm saying the Aleph of Chinuch is It's clear that if you want your kids to go in one way, you know, like how often do you see, uh, you know, the parent doesn't wear a hat and jacket and the kid, he wants the kid to wear it. It doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? The kid will automatically emulate what you are. So if you want it, if, you, if it's something important to you, then do it. And if it's not important to you, then your kid's not going to do it. And it's not even fair to ask the kid. If you don't, it, it, take it. That, you know, I'm, I, uh, I guess part of the reason why I'm here is because I write for years for the Chinook Roundtable. By the way, as a disclaimer, the only reason how I got onto that Chinook Roundtable was when it started... We're up to like the 650th question, so I'm 50 a year. I don't know, 10 years. I don't know how many years is going on. But um, uh, some of them have been submitted by me. I, th- I think the next, we have, there's, a, there's a three, it's a three, um, the three share cycle. So I said, this time I'm going to talk about Chinook, but that, next time I'll talk about interesting Chinook roundtable questions. And I think the third time you're supposed to be submitting to me. Anyway, but 
the reason why I got on was because I was friendly with Suli Bessa, who's the moderator. And at that time, well, it was 15 years ago, uh, 12, uh, whatever, 12 years ago, there wasn't that many mechanchim who had, who had a email and able to write English. So basically that was my expertise in chinuch. But, uh, you know, that's how it goes. Um, but very often the type of questions will come in are like smoke screens. Like, we want to know, how do we get our shun to daven better? You know, it's, just a, it's a baloney question. How do you get yourself to daven better? How do you get yourself to daven better? Everybody knows, everybody knows that Pasha's davening is boring. You know, it's just boring. If you don't know, if you're not interviewing yourself, you don't figure out yourself how to make it interesting, you're not going to make it interesting for your kid. So if you can make it interesting for yourself, you won't have, you'll know how to convey it to your kid. He'll see that you like it, and eventually your kid will like it. If, i got to happen to think that when it comes to davening, it's, it's really not going to put any pressure on your kid. But wow, it's, it's almost all going to work by... Um, by uh, Mimicking what the father does. It, oh, there are some things. There are certain things you have to. You can give the kids to do A, B, and C. But by davening, it's almost a waste of time. When your kid's ready to daven, obviously, when he gets to be a certain age, you have you have to show up for shul, you know. But to put pressure on davening, it's just not to die. The whole thing becomes like you're supposed to be talking to Abish to like Adam Badabel Chaveri. The whole thing it doesn't make sense to pressure for davening. Just let let it go. The kid will automatically. If you do it right, the kid will do it right. Um, yeah, like, like another question, we're getting the round table, the tragedy happened and, 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 and Mehron, how do we talk to our kids about it? I don't know, what do you say about yourself? What, 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 what's an, don't do a chinuch. Just figure out yourself, how do you deal with, with, with what happened to Mehron? Figure out yourself how you do it, then you'll talk to your kid about it. Kids are not stupid. They, you know, if you, they, they have to, you have to break it down, maybe into smaller parts. But if you figure out yourself how to think about it, then you'll automatically be able to project it onto your children. So that's the... The 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 of of, of Kinnik, I think is that you know is really working on yourself and once you, you yourself in the right direction, your your child within yourself or yourself as you are as an adult, automatically you could um, you could project that to your children. Um, to go to next week's parsha, next week's parsha is parsha Shemais. So it's interesting in the English it's called Exodus. Um, the Chumash Shemais is called Exodus. But it should have been names, right? And I have a theory because when it comes to Bamidbar, they call Bamidbar numbers. So if they call Bamidbar numbers, why can't this be names? What's the difference? And rather, numbers is not what Chazal called it, because we call it Chaymish Hapikudim. It's the Chaymish, it's the fifth of the Torah, Hapikudim, about numbers. So it should be, it, numbers, is, it, they got it right. King James got it right. That should be numbers. But this should be names. Lamaise, names and numbers are. A theme at the beginning of Shemois because uh, Rashi says that a Kashbohu counts that counts Klai Israel and they, the same way that Klai Israel is compared to stars, the same way it says, Hamoitu takes out the stars, Bishemois with name, Hamoitu Bemisbachan, takes out the numbers, they all have they all have names. With numbers and names. And if we look at the beginning of Bamidbar, Bamidbar Shemois from the number of the names, which is obviously a very odd phrase. Where if I count people, I'll count people. I'm not going to count how many names are in the room. I'm going to count how many people are in the room. Not the names of the, How many names are in the room? Misbar Anashim, not Misbar Shemois. Misbar Shemois, what's supposed to mean? So the Torah says that, that, you know, like if the Holocaust proved one thing, the camps proved one thing, is that numbers are very dehumanizing, right? That's, people got a number on the, that, that, that were on their skin. That means that you're nothing more than a number. 
You don't count. You count only as a number. That's the only, that's the only thing you count for. You're just another number. Another number. You didn't count. There's no individuality. That's the numbers. Numbers is that which de-individualizes. It makes everybody all the same. That's what numbers does. It makes everybody all the same. Um, and, uh, and in fact, like, you can't count apples and oranges because if you want to count them as fruit, you have to look at that common theme. They're both fruit. If you want to look at apples and oranges, you can count apples separately and oranges separately. But you can't count apples as one. But that's what it means. In other words, the, whole, the whole idea of counting is that you always look at things having a uh, uh, the commonality, the, 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 the essential thing. By shame, it's just the opposite. By a name, you always have to give things by a name to highlight its individuality. You, if, you, if you call uh, everything plastic, so then you wouldn't do it. There's a plastic table, there's a plastic this. Every, every, the, the names in a family. You, the, 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 you know that your name is Bernstein, and then there's, 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 there's Rafal Bernstein, and Yaakov Bernstein, and Sora Bernstein. The whole point of a name is to stress an individuality. When we talk about Mispar Shemoysam, that's exactly the point. The Baruch Hu needs a Mispar. He needs everybody coalescing and becoming as one unit, as one machine, as one Klai Yisrael. But on the other hand, we're not looking for robots. We're not looking for facsimiles. We're not looking for everybody being the same thing as the other one. We're looking for people being, in, we're looking for individuals. We're looking for a machine that works with different parts. The same way a car is one entity, it's one thing, and it's made of n- numerous parts, but everything does its own little job. There's a carburetor, the engine, there's a brake, and so forth. There's no carburetor, actually. There once was a carburetor years ago. Um, but uh, but well, every, every car has like different parts. So with Miss Bashem, it's Kleisel is made out of numbers and names. Numbers that all coalesce to become one unit of Shishim Ribui, that, and the number has significance. On the other hand, it's each one with its own, with its own, uh, with its own individuality. And it's very interesting that yeshivas and parents are very different when it comes to these highlighting the numbers or the names. You know, the... the the yeshiva, if you're a rabbi in yeshiva, you have to deal with anywhere between 25 or 35 or whatever the number is of kids in the classroom, and you have to get them all on the same page, which means that you have to, yeah, some rabbi taught teach to the high level, some to the low level, and so forth, but the bottom line is that you have to reach as many kids as possible, you have to deal, deal with them as a unit. You have to, to some degree, squash individuality, you have to make sure, you can't teach to each kid as long, one-on-one. And if anybody's a tutor, you know that the, it's so much more valuable to be teaching one-on-one, you get done in 20 minutes, you get done in two hours in the classroom. But Lamai said, that's the nature of school, that's, you know, it's been the evident. The whole situation of, of yeshivas developed, the time of the Tanoam, because so the parents weren't, were, like the Mara tells us, they weren't able to, every parent wasn't able to teach his own child. And, uh, and therefore, they, they developed a system of, of, of yeshivas. But, but it's been the evidence, because really the myth of Yeshiva, either every father can teach his kid. Now, in, in truth, from today's perspective, it's pretty hard to imagine that, because very hard, very often, it's very hard to lead to your own kid uh, to anything, because I, was, I once, years ago, I read from Yankee Horowitz, you know, he said, he, said, he said a good word. The problem when you learn with you your kid is that it feels to the kid like a fahir because he already learned it in school and he officially thinks that he's supposed to know it and that you're looking at him and he's supposed to know it. So it becomes a fahir, so it becomes a pressure, it becomes ichi, that's it, automatic, very often uh, devolves into something that it shouldn't. But it's like, and your role as, uh, when you learn with your kid is almost to sit there like a clutch and in case the kid has a kasha to ask him, you know, to, to, to ask what it is. It's, Hard to easily talk about it theoretically, 
and it's hard to implement the mice like much of chinuch, but 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 the, but the, the fact is true. Anyways, but the, the classroom situation is that yet they have to stress uniformity and conformity because they're trying to run a classroom. But as a parent, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for the individuality. Um, I would say there's like, there's, there's, there's uh, I have to hear a very story about individuality. Um, not like back in the game, but it's such a schmacker story. I was uh, in the yeshiva once as uh, an uncle, actually, and the Kyle, the yeshiva, Kyle, the yeshiva was together. They were trying to get um, uh, accreditation from the from the government. So nowadays there's a whole process with arts and so forth. But at that time, all you had to do was, it was for a short while, all you had to do was if three of your students were accepted in a local college that had accreditation and they were not of your test or your degree, so then the yeshiva was considered to be an accredited thing and then the government money came flowing in. So we had to go to three, uh, to, uh, to the light. Myself and another one, we were told to go to some college to register to the college. And we just had to show up for one day, and then we registered. We never had to take the course even once they accepted our degree. That was it. So we had to show up for one day. So they, who was nominated? Me and another fellow. Uh, I won't say his name. Uh, you'll see why. Anyways, he was a Chasisha guy with a, with, with a Langa Reuter bird, with the Langa Reuter Gekhaz the Pius. And we had to go to register college. Okay, we'll go. But the odd thing was, it was called Caldwell College, which was an all-girls Christian college. So, <laughs> you can imagine, with a uniform, it was like unbelievable. So, we're walking in there, like, we had no idea what's going on. They're like, well, okay, whatever. You know, Shemir Salaim. Anyways, and, and I see, as we're going in there, Chaska's taking his pious, and he's putting it under his yarmulke. I said, Chaska, what, what are you doing? I don't want to look different. I said, I don't think that's going to help you. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, but that, we're talking about individuality. People have, people have a natural uh, inclination to be, to conform. But I think as a parent, there's a Muradika need to highlight individuality, to find what, what, what each kid is good at. And, uh, and there's, every kid has something he's good at. And our job as parents is not get them to conform, is to get them to be individuals. The yeshiva, it's almost like a different job. In other words, the yeshiva has, has their own job to make sure they conform, and that's important, and the kid has to realize that that's the yeshiva's job. You can explain it to kids, kids don't understand anything. But at the same time, if you, if you feel your kid, like I, I once had an, an annoying situation, I, I'll tell you, my, my kid was, my, I, my Baruch Hashem, a speed reader. I, I discovered everything. He finished all the Harry Potter books by the time he was in fifth grade. He, he, he was a speed reader. And so, um, so, so, I, so when he was in seventh grade, and he also was very good at reading Gemara. So I said, you know, you know we'll, we'll, we'll go like this. I'm gonna, well, I'll give you an art scroll uh, a Gemara, and each day you learn a doc. You'll read all the English, you know, and, uh, and then the next day, you'll hazard a daf by reading it in the Gemara and then read the next day's English, you know. So this way you'll become exposed to Shas. He started, and maybe, maybe it was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, right by his bar mitzvah. And he went to several masechus like this, and, and, and each, and he, and he was a smart kid, he was able to pick up information very quickly. He was just, now, was he really retaining it? Was he getting it? You know, he, was, he was exposed to Shas. I think it was a pretty cool thing. And he got, he, he got those several masechus, and he came to one grade, and, and the rabbi saw him doing this. It took him the whole, the whole thing took him 40 minutes a day, you know, 45 minutes. He was able to read it very quickly and then read, read the Hebrew. And of course, I paid him money or something, you know, to incentivize it. But he had a gishmak on it. 
And the Rebbe said, ah, Moment article, you know, uh, this and that, it, uh, it up. And then they it was pushed away. And then once the Rebbe turned his nose, and then the guy turned up. That's, you know, that's ridiculous. See, the, if that was if that was his course, he picked up the mark. Get out of the way, you know. Even if you want to highlight the, the what's what's individual, don't don't squash individuality. If a kid's good at music, so some people are concerned that oh he's gonna he's gonna get distracted with music. It's it's a it's a, it's a toss. Unless they got knowledge of an Eloian, but most kids, I, I have a weird observation, and I don't know sure it's true at this generation, but in my generation, it's for sure true. That a lot of guys who were great ball players when they were younger became Rosh Hashivas. It's the weirdest thing. I can point out names. They were good ball players when they were kids and became Rosh Hashivas afterwards. Because they were used to being winners. And those these they when they were when they were kids, they were fight they knew what could be they were pretty good ball players, and they were successful at being ball players, and they were winners, they, they it was competitive, you know, and they were used they, they got a sense of success in their lives, and once you have a sense of success in your life, so then once you change field, so you're not a shiva, now you're, you're not playing ball, now you're, now you're learning your best methods. But you're also, it's the same competitive juices, it's the same, they felt success, they knew what success felt like. Once you know what success felt like, so they also, they, it, it, it projects, so once, if a kid plays music well, so okay, I'll play music well, so it's going to be a distraction, maybe, he'll have a, a, a relaxation. I have a, a nephew who just got married, Who's uh, uh, the best boy in Lakewood, supposedly, you know? And he plays flute unbelievable. A good ball play. If you're successful, you're successful. It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's a task. To, to highlight individuality, to, hi, to highlight that a kid finds something that he's very good at, there's nothing better than, than or let's say, the learning that, he, that he's good at is not the standard yeshiva to learn, like a bikinis or something off the regular thing. When, once a kid feels good about himself, then he can project that sense of success into other areas as well. Um, so that's uh, that's one uh, very uh, important thing. Another uh, another thing, Indian Indian is um, is is uh, a sense of independence or a sense of um, of respect and achrayis. You know, the we, we, we look at, at you know at, at childhood. It, the whole well, I'm sorry, the whole heft of childhood as a thing. Childhood and creativity, and you have to make that flourish. All of that started after World War II. In other words, until World War II, everybody, every kid, they were just waiting for childhood to be over so that the kid could contribute to the family. There was, no, there was nothing else. You were looking to make your kid, yeah, you had to support your kid until your kid wasn't shy to do things because he was too little. But once he was 13, okay, let's get to work. Go, go to the field, get to work. If you're a great learner, so go. But yeah, there was a sense of Akhrayas. It wasn't a time to celebrate. It was a time to get by. You, know, you weren't ready to be an adult yet. But then what happened was with the, with the baby boom and the crazy amount of wealth that came to the world after World War II. So now we can let kids be kids and not too much pressure and... and, uh, and uh, and, uh, you know, you, you, can, you can stay in college nowadays till, I don't know, if you don't take, take a job, you don't get married, no kids, until you're 45 years old, or whatever you want to do, and there's no achrayas, no nothing, you can just, just be. So, and they thought they were like Disney World, you know, they're, they're Mickey Mouse, they, they could just go on forever like that. And they thought they were made happy, innocent, kishmaki kids. But they, it was just the opposite. For a kid to be happy, and to anybody to be happy, it has to matter. When you matter, when it makes a difference what you're doing in your life, then you feel good about yourself. I think, like, uh, I, most of us will tell us, but when we grew up, Musa say there was a drag. It, because Musa's, Musa's forum don't talk to kids in, 
our generations because Musa Sayyid assumed that we're talking about an adult who has an achrayis, who's a mensch, who has to do something with himself, who can do something with himself, who feels good about himself, so we'll direct you, we'll give you the direction to go in. But as kids, we wouldn't... We, we weren't built up yet. We weren't, we weren't godless. We were being pushed. We were in base medrash. We, 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 uh, we were in high school telling what to do. We weren't godless yet. Most of us are talking to godless. We have to, you have to build up somebody to, as, some, as somebody who has a, who's a godless, who makes a difference, who matters. Then you can talk, then you can direct them. The, after, well, I'm depressed, I know what I'm doing with my life, all that type of stuff. What do you find in the Muslim world? What do you, guy who's depressed, doesn't know what he's doing with his life. You, you, there's not one safe that talks about it because it was never in a gayer. Everybody had something to do with themselves. You, by the time you were 13, you either you went to work or you were working in the fields or you were, you were doing something. There was no such thing as celebrating doing nothing. You couldn't get away with doing nothing because it wasn't physically possible to do nothing. Everybody was expected to do something automatically. It was about Christ from one family to the next. There were big families, whatever it was. But now we have this, this, this new thing called depression. I don't know what I'm doing myself. I'm floating. What do, it, 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 this is all new problem that existed after childhood became celebrated after World War II. There was no such animal before. There was no such thing before. So, and, 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 and this is one of the things when, when the when the when the Gershon was talking about just off because the biggest present you give to your kid is to make him matter. The same way, if I were to ask you, what's in a sense, like as an adult, what's the most exciting time? What's the most beautiful time of the year? I think a lot of people would say it's Ni'ila time. Why? Because, you know, you, you feel connected, you feel spiritual, you're down the whole day, you're diving on top of your lung, you feel connected, and I would say a drop more, you realize that everything you do matters. Every single Avera, every single mitzvah, every single thought, every single connection, relationship, all matters. When, when things matter, then you feel alive, you feel like it makes a difference. The worst feeling in the, in the world is that you don't matter at all. That the whole world can go to move on without you and nothing would, even, would make a difference. Then you feel like I'm nothing. You're depressed. You're nothing. You might as well be dead. It doesn't make a difference. Your existence not, it has no value. The best thing, the best feeling in the world is to matter. You know, I, uh, years ago, I, um, uh, I took my kids up to the Finger Lakes. Like, Finger Lakes is like going to, it's like going to Iowa. It's like, there's not, you know, a little, little tiny village going on there. Um, and we went up. Uh, we uh, uh, we took, we went uh, on, on a boat, a uh, speedboat, which I can't take, but my kids love it because I don't like it. And uh, so uh, so like there's no brakes on it. It's like an annoying thing. You can't stop it from going. Anyways, so uh, we were last ones in, last ones out. By the time we came back, the 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 whole place was was, was shut down, and the the, the, the hillbilly whatever took some money and, sh- and shut down. The kids had to use the facilities, and there was no facilities. That place was shut down. So this was like you know one pony town. They had to find the you know. So the only place that I to open was was the local bar. So we said okay, we'll, we'll go to the local bar, a local tavern. You know, the only time I went into a, a tavern before, like in one of these places, the. of it, the lack of anything going on was so stark, like like dimly lit, five people sitting around, TV in the corner on, no one's even watching the TV. Barely conversation, you know, a little draw here or there, you know. And that was that was nice. And I when when I when I left it, I told my kids, I said, this is not exception. This is this is what America is. This is what this is what the life of a guy is. When you compare the life of a year to a life of a guy, we have so much going on in our lives. This you know, they, if they have the one suda a year of whatever Thanksgiving or whatever, they, they talk about it for years and what they're doing. How can they get together with their families? We have 
so much going on constantly. We're so much more alive than they are. You know, there's so much we matter. Everything in the youth life matters, which is invigorating. We have to make more money. We have bigger tuitions. We have bigger family. Bigger cries and bigger everything. The world revolves around us and our mind. That's why we need to be part of Klai Yisrael. But it's invigorating. It feels good to be a yid. Everything matters. The worst thing in the world is just to float like that. You know, that's, that's the worst thing in the world. And in that sense, I think, and I, I feel very strong about it, you have to treat the kids as adults. That means, on both sides, meaning that you have to hold them accountable. On one hand, you don't, a kid, a kid give, you give kids jobs, and they got to do the job. They're accountable. The same way you would talk to a, a, an adult, and I give you a job, you got to do the job. That's your job. That, that's not being tough on the kid. It's not being mean to the kid. It's make the kid matter. You're, 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 you're going to fix, fix stuff, fix the dishwasher. I don't know. I'm, that's your job. I don't know. Figure it out. Watch a YouTube video. Figure out how, 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 how to do it. Figure it out. That's your job. It might not come out as good as you could, because you could do it, you could do it better. Good, but... Lamaisa, the kid, the kid's gonna make a difference. The kid has to make a difference. He can't just be a charade. There are things which, which you have to realize that your kid even might be better than you at. So that, that much, that's something to celebrate, you know? And it, it does require you to walk, to walk away. But the point is that I think we have to get away from the Mickey Mouse mentality that we're trying to celebrate childhood. Child is not a thing to celebrate. It's a thing to put away. Because it doesn't make a kid feel good that he's a child. It makes kid, it makes, it makes a kid feel good when he's doing something. I think, personally, it's a big avla that we don't have, and I don't know how to fix the problem, but we don't have camps nowadays with counselors and head counselors and this type of thing. No, now, it doesn't, it doesn't stem, I understand, because the, the camp, yeah, it doesn't stem with the base not issue. I don't, I don't know how to resolve the problem. Well, I do know that camp was a great um, uh, platform for boys that have to take a cries. That, that when, you, when you have a cries, it all goes together. When you have, when you have a cries, then, then you make a difference, you make a matter, then you, you, you feel like a match. What you're doing, you're not, you're not being bossed around, you're not doing somebody else's will. You're taking a cries over your, over your bunk, over your counselor, it's a mer- it, uh, over, your, over, over the kids that, that you're in charge of. It's a mercy mer- thing of building up somebody's... Uh, you, you don't, nobody's, nobody who, who, who's a counselor could be depressed. You, you're too busy thinking about other people. You, you make a difference. It's, it, Achrayis is the most is the best thing to give to a kid. You have to get rid of the whole childhood business. It, it's nothing. It's nothing to, cel- to celebrate. It, the, kid would be happier if you give them Achrayis, give them jobs, give them accountability. And by the same token, uh, that I'm saying, Mitzalatoyv uh, team. What I'm saying is that you could talk to your kids as being adults. Like, like if you, you saw uh, uh, you saw a great joke somewhere. Somebody gave, somebody gave you a great line. So you want to share it with your friend. That friend should be your kid. That's that's who you want to talk it to. You, you know, I I'm gonna say it in an extreme way because I'm trying to be more to music. Your kid is supposed to be your friend. People say your your kid, your kid's not your friend. Your 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 your, father, your, your child is not your friend. Your child, your friend is your, your, your is your friend. Your, you have to be a father. Baloney. I'm saying it extremely fakert to be more to music because I see it over and over again. The fathers that relate to their kids as being their friends are the cause. Are the fathers out of my sleep. That doesn't mean you can't tell your kid what to do. And of course, you have to still, but I'm, I'm trying to say extremely strongly the other way to, to make it the business to be your kid friend, to try to figure out what he likes and to schmooze with him. If you, if you see a Gashmaka thing, I don't know, whatever, you heard a Gashmaka word, you 
Try to see the guy that you want to that you want to share it with is with your own child. That's the one you want to share it with. Your wife, your child, your friends also. But there's nothing wrong, and you're not. And, and, and let's say you, you 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 had things that you did in the past when you were a kid. You were a wild kid. I don't want to tell my kids. You're gonna get the wrong present. Lonely. You, but you gain you gain so much more by telling about your escapades when you were a kid. And you're not. What you gain in the terms of the relationship that you're opening up to him and he feels good about it and you're, and you're treating him as an adult, you're talking about him as an adult, you're gaining a million, a million times more, but he's going to do the same thing as you. It's ridiculous. The, 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 the mile of teaching you, of, of talking to your kid as, a, as an adult, as a friend, is much more valuable than anything you possibly could be losing. And I, listen, I, 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 I'm just talking from experience. I know, I know I'm sounding extreme, but... I, that's, I talk to my kids, and I brush them, I don't know, you know, I, I feel like I was very, very messed up with my kids. Some of my kids stand up to me when I walk in the room. I don't know anybody else that, I, don't, I, I never stood up for my parents when I walk in the room, you know. They'll stand, it's a bizarre thing, what are you standing up for me? I, I feel weird about it. But because I'm a chavadim, so they're a chavad me, you know, I treat them as adults. I treat them as, 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 as adults from the time they're little kids, both ways. Side means not holding them accountable. They have to do you know, the, the job. They have to do what they have to do. And on the other hand, I talk to them. I share with them, like, you know, things that, that, that obviously there are things which are inappropriate. I'm not being, you know, I'm saying an extreme way to make a point. But the obviously things that you can't talk to your kids about. But whatever you could and you're not sure about, those are the things that you should talk to your kids about. Don't worry about it if you'll, you'll, you'll be vulnerable. They're going to think, they're not going to think nothing. They're going to think that you're matching them, that you care about them, that you spoke to them. It's the most valuable thing in the world to make a kid feel important. And if that, he, that he, you, treat like, you treat him like a goat in all senses. You're sharing things with, with him. You're looking forward to sharing things. You have to really mean it. You have to be looking forward to sharing things. And at the same time, you're holding accountable. You have a job to do. Get out of here. What's going on? It all goes together. It's getting rid of this whole music, this celebration of childhood. If a kid wants to be good about him, feel good about himself, you have to treat him as an adult. And if, if what I'm saying is extreme and out there, like I said, it's Levy's fault. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but um, but but I I really think that it's like it's a very um, a very a very important thing to, to make people make feel like uh, people feel like they matter. There's a I want to very good word. There's a uh, from a volume Baruch Shulman. He says like this. He says that um, um is the clock here? I don't see what? It's on the door. Okay. Oh, it's important. Okay. Um, I saw a very good part from Yo Brock Shulman. He says that by Rabbi Kiva's Talmudim shall learn, shall they not go covered zealous there, right? They weren't not covered one with the other. So everybody said, how could it be such a thing, you know, that Rabbi Kiva's Talmudim, how could it be? So he said like this, in the same Gemara there, on Yuvamis Samach Bezim and Bez, um, it says there that it talks about the relationship between the man and the wife, and it says, You have to love her like yourself, and be Mechabada more than yourself. So Ava and Kavai are clearly two different things. There's Ava and Kavai. And Ava is clearly a unifying force. Ava means that we're all one, we're all together, it's all, it's all amalgamated, it's all coalesced into one thing. That's what Ava does, it makes everything into one. Covered is just the opposite. Covered means that you're separate and I'm separate and I respect your view and it covered means 
that it's something separate that I respect as being separate. It means something that's separate and mechabalit. It's a two, it's a different thing. You have to love your wife like yourself and mechabalit more than yourself. In other words, every husband and every wife have different perspective on things by definition. Now that matter how you identify, men are men, or men or women are women, and it's a completely different, completely different perspective. And mechabalit yesmukufi means that there's no way that you're going to get your wife to think like you. I don't think you want a wife to think like you, and the wife's not going to get a husband to think like him. But that's what it means. Mechadi Yesh Mugufi means you mechabit her more than your, even more than the Ava. You have to have keep with that. Yeah, two different perspectives, and that's what it is. That's what covenant means. And when we say that, that the Kivas Talmidim were covered Zelazet means that the Ava was too much Kilu. In other words, it's. It's like the father who loves his kid so much, he has to be exactly like me, like the prototype, uh, like in the, the Gaiush belt, what it was like, the father was a good ball player, he was a jock, and his kid's a nerd, and he bugs him like crazy, that kid can't play ball, so he's like, drives him crazy, he has to be exactly like me. It doesn't come from a lack of love, it comes from too much love, Kilo. He's not the cop of his kid for the kid's own relation, for, 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 for the kid's own kaitas, that's what it means. Machabed, that means they didn't give, give each other enough space that they try to make everybody be like themselves. That's what it means. Mechaber means that when you, stand, when, when, you walk, when you walk away and you let somebody else be different than you. And that's what it means. That, that's part of my, 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 my children also. When I'm telling you, you have to respect the kid. That means the kid might have different characters than you have and different perspective even. And that's okay. You don't own your kid. You know, there's a, there's a guy, I, don't, I, I can't read it because it, it, it's hard to loosen... Uh, and I can read uh, you know, regular Torah, Hebrew, regular, but it comes to Ivrit, that's, I'm walking away. Um, and, but the, the, the safest call, I love the name of it, it's called Altepto Vayeled. Altepto Vayeled means don't, don't make your kid rebel. Leave, leave him alone. I, I, I have one person I know, I'm going to say 20 of them. I look at the house as being dysfunctional. It's a dysfunctional house. And back to walking there, you see the kids are flying. The kids are the happiest kids in the world. And the kids are pretty productive. And it's weird because like, they're obviously not getting instruction on how to, you know, the house is flying. But the kids are happy kids. And, you know, if, you were, if, 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 if I would have a choice between having, and they're confident kids, and they get things done even though, but... So what would you rather have, a, 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 a kid that grew up in a distant, that you don't have to make a choice, but it's a very good goal to have a happy, productive child. And I think that this is the ultimate expression when I look at that house, I'll have to be yelling. They don't get in the way. Kids have a natural, they're, they're very loving parents, they, 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 they treat the kids with tremendous amount of respect. The day-to-day living skills, they don't impart to the children at all, which is a problem, I'm not saying it. But the nicer, but they're... The, it's mugzam al techtu v'yeled. In other words, al techtu they don't get in the kid's way. And people have a natural innocence, a natural koiches, and they're maxed the kids wherever they are. And they get the kids all over the place. But the kids are happy, and they're confident. And isn't that, isn't that valuable? That's, that's like al techtu v'yeled is an extreme, an extreme oifim in that case. And I think that, that that's what we're talking about. The, 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 to teach the child, uh, to treat him as, as, as an adult, to, to realize that every kid has his own thing going on, to, to his own kaychis, his own capacities, um, and, and to get out of the way, sort of. And 
and allow the child. You don't own your kid. You know, it's not, it, you have a job of chinuch of being mechanic your child. That's what you have. You have a job of chinuch. You don't own your kid. You know, and the same way of chasson, the kid something something happens bad, and you did your job. So you did your job. That's what, that's what you walk away. You know, a lot of us have challenges with our children. If if things don't work out the way they didn't work out, that's all. Right. I mean, I, it's easy to say theoretically, but the point is, you have a job. You have a job of chinuch. You tried your best, and that's it. That's you walk away from that. That's that's your job. And, but our job is not to, is, is to be max of our children, to treat them as adults, to give them accountability, and to talk to them as adults. And I think when we have that type of attitude towards children, then we have what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what we're looking for, the type of max that we're looking for. Um, the, at the parasha ends off, in the, in, in, we have a person in this parasha, B'chor Yivorach, V'yivorach es Yosef Leymar, and Yaakov gives a bracha to Yosef, and he says, uh, 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 so he says, he gives a bracha to his children, and he tells Yosef that what, what's, the, what's the bracha he gives to Yosef? That that the that Ephraim and Menashe will be going with the name of Shemi B'Shem Avois Avram Yitzchak, right? V'yivorach as Yosef Lamer, V'yikorah V'hem, and Ephraim and Menashe, Shemi B'Shem Avois Avram Yitzchak. So Chassam Seder says, so he didn't bless Yosef, he blessed Ephraim and Menashe, V'yikorah V'hem Shemi B'Shem Avois Avram Yitzchak. So it doesn't line up. So Chassam Seder says, V'yis Tachois, that what could be better, a bigger nachas for Yosef, but rather to see that the... Ephraim Benasha was was being mamshik the the ways of Rambi stuff that was by Yevorach as Yosef Leimar we saw we called him Shmuel Vaisai and if we want to have the general mahalach that we want that that we're looking for in our children I think that 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 that, that the, the the best way is to have like an Ephraim Benasha who rather Ephraim Benasha where children who grew up in a, in a pretty uh, atmosphere which demanded them to be very independent they didn't have the whole support system like the other. Shiva, that like, the, like all the other next generation. Maybe that's why they became Shvatim themselves, because they had to become independent. They had to be, they were growing up in, in the tribe. They didn't have the whole support system. They had to become Egan mansion. And maybe that's why they were able to attack and be Shvatim. We should be Zaycha to uh, get the Nachas that we look for from our kids and, uh, and uh, have that Simcha Sachaim that automatically comes from that type of relationship. Okay, thank you.